The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who've passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. We've been talking about traveling at the speed of thought. But here's the thing. Both in body and out of body, we're adjusting for our needs in real time is reciprocal. We've discussed that. They need us, we need them. It's reciprocal in real time, real energy, not just based on the past, our need for each other in real time. After recording our last episode talking about the speed of thought, my husband Harry was talking about how he goes for a walk, he walks every day. Lately, he's been talking to his parents, and his parents had been very traumatized and had a tough, it's a Holocaust background. When you think about the human experience, how many, how many cultures, how many people have gone through, whether it's war, recession, whatever is going on, so many of us have trauma in our backgrounds and epigenetics. It's all about studying that and how it affects us. Well, it's it's interesting because Harry says he'll go walking and he'll, he'll be talking to them with the perspective he has now, you know, with what they've gone through and having the strength to create a new life, what they went without, you know, thinking about COVID, the things we went without is nothing compared to so many of our ancestors collectively, so many different cultures and people. It's interesting, he reports at this point, it's almost like he's getting a wave back. He knows it isn't just random. He'll actually have that wave of energy just come and flow through him. If you're getting that now, your your loved ones out there are, are just taking advantage of that wave. As you listen, as we talk, as we share, our vibration goes up. So we were talking about that, and then Harry had another observation that's so interesting. If we're able to communicate with each other, if we're able to be there in the moment in real time. He started thinking about his parents as they got ready to pass. Both had illness. Both of them were in a situation where we knew they were going and they were getting ready to go. We realized with Harry's father, there were so many entities in the room, the loved ones who had gone before, so many he hadn't seen for so many, many, many years were surrounding him. And his face lit up. His face lit up. And you could feel that he was acknowledged and acknowledging. It was happening. And in fact, we actually do because he was looking around and he said, do you see them? 
Harry said, when you think about it in that context, yes, we've talked about that nobody goes alone. Even if somebody is physically by themselves, their loved ones are there. Guides are there. No one is ever alone. Just like birth here, you know, you hope the mama is conscious and people are there to catch and love and all of those wonderful things. So though we know that birth and all these transitions we're surrounded by those out of bodies, you know, that the energy is so similar. It's such a heightened vibration. But think about when a loved one is getting ready to literally go out of body, their vibration is higher, they're getting ready for the transition. Their loved ones, they've stepped it up. They know what's going on in real time. It isn't that they're oblivious and they laugh sometimes and say, if we were just on clouds playing harps, we would get kind of bored. Some of these images are lovely, but it's not really. And again, we've talked about rest in peace. Well, yes, they want us to have peace. So they're very busy trying to help us. And it isn't that it isn't a good thing for them to want to help us. Their love is still with us. Could you imagine? Well, you can they want to talk about a little analogy. Sometimes it feels with even if we knew, and of course, sometimes we don't, that somebody is going out of body, and it feels such, like such a sharp ripping away. And it's traumatic. And they might feel that way in terms of they don't want to leave us, but that feeling is fleeting. They don't suffer that way because the loved ones are already wrapped around them. And so many people literally take the time to go in and out of body. They call it apnea. They have medical reasons for it. The spiritual reason so often is a person in body taking responsibility to know that they'll be able to see their in-body loved ones. Once they go out of body, they're realizing that their out-of-body loved ones are there with them. They can see them. They can feel them. So, of course, they want to make sure, okay, yeah, I just want to make sure I can do the same thing. And once, you know, sometimes they're just basking in the love in body and out of body that's happening at the same time when somebody has a situation where they're, you know, releasing from the body and surrounded by loved ones. Maybe they're not scared at all. Maybe they're relaxing in the joy and love of all the vibrations holding them. Which brings us back to Harry's thought, which is, does it make it easier for people to go out of body because their loved ones are gathering? Because they know. Think about that. Their loved ones are there in real time because they know what's going on for us. Isn't that magnificent? Does it comfort and soothe them? Absolutely. I hear it through channeling. I've heard it through hospice workers. It is not an unusual thought. And I, I know I've talked about this before. When my mom was on hospice, the nurse came over and said, you know, they start seeing people and they like to talk about it. And, and you might not want to say no because they get a lot of comfort from that. And I said, oh, no, no problem. I see them. And he, his face lit up. He said, oh my God, that's great. I see them. That's why I do this. A lot of us know whether we see or not. A lot of us feel whether our brain says, okay, we're feeling it. 
And again, like I often say, if I stop and think, me, Marilyn, about, oh, I'm going to channel and a, a stranger is going to be here and I know nothing about them. How is this going to work? Yeah, that's enough to make your brain a little crazy. We have to disengage the brain to what the soul knows, to what the soul does, to how we go about things, the connection. And you know what? The, they're laughing out there. Um, <laughs> the bottom line they're saying you don't have to. They're just really literally laughing in real time. And they're saying, we're making this very, very complicated. You know what the thread is? You already get it, right? Love. Love. Do you hold it in your hand? Is it tangible? Do you throw it on someone like a blanket when they need it? Yeah, we do. But it's energetic. We wrap ourselves in it. We wrap others in it. We love, we love, we love. And all that love from those who are out of body, when they go out of body, they need a place to put it to. They absolutely do. So they're adjusting to their new circumstances where they're not having the conversations they had with us and, oh, are we missing those? Or the hugs or all of those things. They're with us, but they're missing that too. You can let them know that you're sending them that and that you love them and it will help them. But here's the beauty of it. <laughs> no one's ever unloved. They went from us out of body, whether you were there with them or not, to the loved ones who were waiting for them. And even if situations were difficult, don't forget the people who went before our loved ones went out of body. Let's say we have a loved one go out of body and they had parents who were difficult and had really tough patterns and it might not have been healthy. And maybe it took our loved one a lifetime to learn that hopefully that they could maybe find something to honor in the person, but not honor what what is not of good intention or what is unconscious. In other words, honor the soul but stay in that feeling of love. So here are our loved ones going out of body and their loved ones who are already out there that again, there might've been some difficulty, but you know that time that went by while they were out of body and your loved one was still in body or what happens with your loved ones while you're still in body, they get a life review. They get to see the things that they wish they had done better. They blame themselves, of course, a lot of the time. And then, like they say, they're tricky out there and they show what went on in terms of, you know, what that rolled downhill. So they'll have compassion for themselves as children and for those who perpetuated whatever myths and beliefs and whatever dysfunction. And you know what? Sometimes behind that, there's a whole lot of love and people are teaching what they were taught because they think it will protect them. We come in with a whole lot of love and things get misdirected and convoluted and we go inside our heads, but it's all about love. So when our loved one is either, well, if the loved one finds themselves suddenly out of body without an anticipation, I can't tell you how many times people are jostling to come in front and say, oh yeah, I remember that. The expletives that come out of them when they realize when they see something and they see grandma or somebody who they know is out of body or the dog that died a long time ago, 
and they understand and they're like, what, you know? So sometimes there's that moment of not really understanding because whatever trauma might look really bad, they're out of body before anything painful, anything scary. The trauma happens, they're out of body, and then they see someone who shows up for them in real time for their need and basically gives them the equivalent of mother's milk, the way a baby comes in and needs that milk for sustenance as we transfer out. Out of body, they hold us. Even if it's sudden and you're not being held, that person isn't being held with those they love who are still in body. So if somebody is getting ready to go out of body and people are surrounding them, and maybe you're one of them, and you feel an energy in the room, and you feel the energy changing, and maybe even you have the stamina to do what they often call lying. You lied and said it would be okay, and that you'll be okay. Part of the reason you're able to do this is because they are literally feeling their loved ones out of body, gathering holding them. When we're born and we're held and people in body sing a lullaby to help us adjust to the noise and strangeness of the world and we're used to just floating in there and so we get rocked and we hear a lullaby so that we can remember that it's a peaceful, sweet transition and we can be soothed here in the physical plane. It's like that out of body. We're coming back home. They're holding us. No, it doesn't mean we can rush. No, 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 no. We doesn't mean we chase them. That's a different situation. But when somebody is getting ready to go out of body and we actually can see and know, even if it isn't conscious, even if it isn't cognizant, that they're being held by more arms than our own. And maybe that's what helps us to sometimes do that selfless, selfless thing and say, yes, we'll be all right. You can go. It's okay. Maybe we're saying that because we know they'll be all right, because we know they're being held, because we know that those outer body are showing up in real time as the need occurs. And they've shifted as well. Their circumstances have shifted. They're out of body now. What they need might be different, but what they need for us, they say, does not change. They want to hear our laughter. They want to see us looking up and smiling and engaged in the beauty of life, even while we're in pain and grief. And they will come help us like we talked about. It's reciprocal. The speed of thought, collaboration, yes. But let's take it one step further. That collaboration is happening at at the on-ramp and at the off-ramp. Somebody just yelled from out there. And no one is ever alone. So while our loved ones come in to help us, 
when someone we love goes out of body, they're helping and so many others as well. You know, they come and they hold us and they help us. Knowing that they're doing that for all of us, knowing that our loved ones who are going out of body become more and more cognizant, often to the point of not having any dis-at-ease, whatever's going on at their, in their body, a spiritual ease, a vibration of ease and love. And we can hold on to the beautiful notion that out there, as the people we love are letting themselves out of body and moving into that spiritual place, they are being rocked, loved, and being sung the lullabies that help them adjust to the spiritual plane comfortably, and yet at the same time looking over their shoulder with love for us, for inclusiveness. Keep this going. And we remember at some point, if we can, that the love is so much greater than the pain, even though that pain, well, if you're listening, you, you, we, know, we know that pain. Isn't it beautiful to know that our loved ones in their transition, <sighs> they're held, they're loved. And let's just trust that we are too by those out of body. And remember when we can, if we can, let's hug each other, let's love each other. And as we do it during transitions, yes, always, and they want us to maintain it here with love and joy with each other. And they have that with each other, even as they're putting water on the fires that happened so many years ago. As above, so below. It's about peace and expansion. You wouldn't be in that kind of pain if you didn't love so well. Know that that love continues. Know that it's happening whether you need to be cognizant of what's happening on the physical plane, and so you need to be present there. That's okay. Notice that in your gut. And trust, even as you stand here, we are collaborating with the loved ones out there to hold your loved one in a hammock, being held by both the spiritual world, the physical world, no matter how it happened, with love and support, even if you didn't know that it happened, when it happened, this is what love does. It's a continuum. And so as we forgive ourselves our not knowing what we're doing some of the time, look at the great beauty of knowing what we're doing. We want to be together. We want to love. We want to reach out. And we want to soothe. We want to sing each other a lullaby sometimes so we can have a sweet sleep and sometimes to wake us up to know that we're surrounded by love. Always, always, always. Until we meet again. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, 
the healing continues with those who are past yet present. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.